Good morning, Strikers. Rock a sock. Today's the day. You know, being at home by myself, Laura's, Laura's gone to work, kids are gone to school, that's when I had the company. I was at home by myself one day and just got down on my knees, on the, you know, bent over the ottoman and just praying, saying, Lord, help me be a better father. I want to be a better father. You know what I mean? And that afternoon, Cooper came home and was an idiot. And so instead of me becoming a better father, I lost my temper and, you know, and so then I realized, you know, it's like, it's like he says in, in Evan Almighty, right? Do you think that when you pray for patience, God gives you patience or he gives you situations so that you can learn to be patient, right? It, it's not, if he, you know, so I said, God, help me be a better father. And God said, okay, no problem. Wait till three o'clock. I'll give you a chance. You know, and Cooper comes home and he's not acting right. And so instead of me being something different than I was, I was exactly what I was and lost my temper and we ended up, you know, ended up punishing him. And then I had to go, then I get God kind of tapping me on the shoulder or on the head and going, remember what you asked me for this morning? Well, here was the opportunity and you blew it, right? So I, so I ended up posting that on Facebook. You know, ask God, praying today, God help me be a better father. My son shows up this afternoon. I blow it, you know, and now I got to repent. I repent to my father, but also go repent to my son. You know what I mean? And I get all these messages back of, you know, you're a great dad in this. And I'm thinking, you all missed it. You've missed, you missed the point I was making. God gave me the opportunity to be a better father. And I missed the opportunity. So when I missed the opportunity, now i got to go and you know, ask for forgiveness. And Lord, give me another chance. And he said, don't worry, there'll be plenty. You know? And then i got to go repent to my son. Because I asked for this. I asked you to help me be a better father. And he says, here's the opportunity. Not, you know, here's the wonderful feelings of being a better father. It doesn't work like that. He gives you opportunities to be a better father. Because there were so many people that thought I was beating up on myself. And I wasn't beating up on myself. I was just stating a fact. Here's the opportunity. What, what you, when you ask for things from God to help you make you better, don't miss when he gives you the opportunity. And I missed the opportunity. So now I got to, you know, because, and, and I, that's why, that was my post. That was, that's why I post, and I don't post a lot on Facebook, but that was my post was, hey man, y'all are missing this. Be looking for your opportunities to be better when you ask to be better. Don't, because it, it, it ain't going to be some warm, fuzzy feeling that you get to be a better father, whatever. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Matthew 16, 26. Strikers, when a shortcut that challenges your core values along the way to achieve a lifelong goal, how do you keep your integrity? Let's find out next on The Mighty Anvil.
God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution. And temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Alan, it has been a, been a while. Time. Yeah, it has. Shouldn't have left you, left you. Left you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Strikers, I don't know if y'all know, but I had surgery back in June and have been re, uh, rehabilitating. rehabilitating, recovering from that. I know that we had a couple episodes since, I mean, since we were going on with this, but uh, yeah, man, I just, it got to be a lot editing and everything like that and I just wanted to focus on healing and, and getting my mind right it really was a mind challenge for me but yeah it's uh we're winding down I'm still uh dealing with it but you know I'm actually driving now so thankful it's for good. that good. I can up, sit upright and take solid food and yeah we're we're on the mins but we got a you couple don't have more to have somebody uh, chew it for you anymore no yeah I don't have to have I don't have to have baby bird uh baby, baby birding bird. me yeah, yeah. What do we got at uh, Grace Point going on? At Grace Point Family Church, we're in the midst of our Connected series. Um, we're also um, here in the next week or two, I believe, we're going to be starting the Immerse Bible. Um, the book is called Messiah, and it is basically, um, I believe it's the Old Testament that we're going to be reading through. But it's written in a way that um, makes more sense. Because I know like the Old Testament is, is a little bit hard to read sometimes. Uh, but we'll be doing that as a church, so you can go to gracepointfamilychurch.com. Uh, to, sign, to find more details as well as sign up for a group. Um, also, we have our um, permanent food bank in Anna, Texas, located on 505 North Powell Parkway. Uh, it is open Monday and Wednesday from 4 to 7 p.m. and also open on Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, for anybody that finds themselves to be food insecure, feel free to stop by and um, pick up some food that you will actually eat and uh, we'll help you out. Right on. I like food. Good. <laughs> uh, at Elevate Life Church, uh, well, this weekend we just had uh, I don't know that. <laughs> Alexa trying to, to get in on the uh, conversation here. Um, at Elevate Life Church, uh, we have She Monthly Connections, uh, September 15th, uh, Family Fun Fest, uh, October 30th. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Don't bring your spooky ones. Just uh, drink, bring your, uh, your Peter Pan costumes. <laughs> Uh, for Embrace, uh, we have Early Giving is open for North Texas Giving Day, and all gifts are matched dollar for dollar. Uh, I will have a link in our show notes for that. Uh, support Embrace. The date for our golf event is September 22nd, uh, so get signed up for that. Uh, that raises money for the kiddos that Embrace supports, uh, and the link will be in for that. So. Uh, man, I wish I could do that. I think that's a little too soon for me to uh, be playing golf. But uh, for those golfers out there that are listening, strikers, uh, get signed up. It helps a uh, good cause. I am excited for this uh, episode for a couple of reasons. Uh, strikers, if y'all noticed, uh, Chuck Phelps kind of brought in the podcast. And so this season that we're in, we're kind of giving it back to going back to the old days of Rudy's where Chuck would talk about what happened in his uh, week that week and kind of give us something to think about. And then we would break up into tables into smaller groups and then have uh, 
uh, sharpening moments as iron sharpens iron. So does a brother through conversations and discussions. And that's what we do here. So we had Chuck open up the podcast and now we're breaking up into small groups. And at our table today, we have Jared Bryant. And I can't tell you, I was, uh, as we were uh, talking prior to the episode, uh, I was telling him that uh, out of all the men I know, I think, and I, I'm not comparing anybody to anybody. I'm just saying I highly, I think highly of his spiritual walk and where he is. Uh, the guy brings a, an amazing word every time uh, I get to talk with him, every time he sits down at the table. So, man, uh, buckle up and uh, get ready for what we're about to go. Uh, welcome to the show, Jared. <laughs> welcome. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, guys. I right appreciate on. you. Thank you. Uh, so, we are a core value-led podcast. And uh, something we'd like our guests to do is kind of top three core values and how you lead your life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so obviously it's, it's very fitting for today being integrity because that is one of the things. I believe that one of the, uh, the worst things, uh, at least for myself, a man can be called as a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And so that goes right into integrity. And so uh, integrity is one of those core values. And then also joy, just happiness in the midst of, of everything. Right. So it's the you know, there may be chaos around you, but yet you still have joy yeah. because you know that who who is in you. Right. 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 And so then self-control as well. So self-control shows uh, that there is a power within you. Again, in the midst of the storm, if you can be at peace like Jesus asleep in the bottom of the boat, even though there's a storm going on, that's self-control. Right. Mm. And so you can tell when a, a person walks into the room who has this peace, who has this self-control, and you just see it, you feel it on them, and then the whole room can actually then transform because you've entered into the room. And so it's so cool. And of course, it's not us. It's nothing we do, but it's the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah. And so, man, it's just that peace that gives us that self-control. And so self-control, joy or happiness, and then integrity. It would be those three times. It's interesting because, uh, so we're talking principles today. And then through this season, we're talking principles, biblical principles that work for believers and non-believers alike. So Absolutely. if you are not a person who follows Jesus, integrity still can play or not can, it still plays a part in who you are and how mm-hmm. you go through life. And <clears throat> when you have that integrity, how uh, it works for you. And so that's what we're going to dive in today. It's interesting that both both of your or two of your core values are two principles. You got uh, integrity and self-control, which we will uh, be digging into in a couple of weeks. And joy, actually, too, is another one. Is it is joy? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even... Yes, it is. Yeah, all three of them. Someone who's not paying attention to my <laughs> podcast, I'll tell you what. I need to get on the... Um, so we got the top three core values. Core scripture? So that would be Matthew 6.33. Uh, and so Matthew 6.33, the reason why, and again, because it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. Uh, and the reason why, it's not about the last part. The last part is, you know, in all these things, right? And so if people view that scripture for that, from that angle and think, oh, if I just seek him, then I'll get all these things. And they'll be added unto me. That's, that's the wrong motive, right? So I remember sitting with a buddy of mine, and I was at a, a bad place in life, just pretty confused, not knowing where to go. 
and I was dropping him off at his apartment. It was prior to me being married and uh, just a little bit after college. And, and so I was so confused about my direction on life. And I was asking him because he was going into youth ministry and he was somebody I, I grew up with. And so I respected his, his opinion and his counsel. And so he said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. He's the same age I am, right? But he, <laughs> he was a little further down the path than I was at that moment. He goes, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to say Matthew 6.33. And I went, what does that mean? What is it? He goes, look it up. I go, no, 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 no. You tell me right now. Because <laughs> we didn't even have our Bible app on the phone. Right. We didn't have that stuff, man. You know, we're talking 20-something years ago, 20 years ago. He goes, look it up. I was like, no. And he got out of the car. <laughs> Bro, come on. He just dropped us on <laughs> me and leave? He was like, Matthew 6.33. He goes, look it up. And then we'll talk. And so I remember that moment because it just reminded me. I mean, I've, I've been a believer all my life. But it just reminded me, hey, no matter what, you got you to gotta focus. And so seek first. Then everything else will be taken care of. Right, Matthew six thirty three. Yeah, you know, when I first hear that, I think, what things? Do I get my new car? Do I get a house? <laughs> right. But what things are what what are the all things are given to you? So how well, long did it take you to from when he got out of the car? When did you actually go and look up the verse? Oh that night. Okay. Oh yeah, brother, when I got home. Because <laughs> I didn't know the verse at the time. Yeah. And here he was, he had gone to seminary and and like I said, we were on the same path. But, you know, we grew up together, but sure. he was going into youth ministry and I yeah. wasn't, you know, and so he had, he knew a little bit more about scripture than I did at the time. And so I could not wait. Like when I got home, I was like, all right, <laughs> I got to look it up. Yeah. You know, because, but it stuck with me. He doesn't even know that. He doesn't even know that that, it probably was nothing to him, but he was just like, oh, there's a good scripture. I'll just throw it at Jared. Stuck with me. 20, yeah, 20 plus years ago. That happened. Mm. And so I never forgot it. And I went home and I was like, okay, let me. And it did. It helped because it just refocused, right? It's like the word is recalibration, right? So you need to calibrate your life. So sometimes we need to go through those times where we're like, hey, man, we're a little bit off. We're a little bit skewed here. Let's recalibrate. And so it did. It, it recalibrated me. And so now you line up your focus. Now seek first and then, then, then whatever. Like you plug it in, right? Whatever God has for you. So. Gotcha. Um, and then the next question that I got for you to get to know you a little bit better. So, but I've heard a lot of, in my lot of my life that um, once you die and go to heaven, all your questions will be answered. And I think oh I found a scripture that kind of fit that, but I'm still kind of researching that. But it made me think, what's the question I want to know when I get up there? All of them. All, all of them. All of them. <laughs> The, the number one on my my list is I want to I want to understand the universe. Like it, I watch so many YouTube chan, uh, videos on the universe and how it's expanding, and which has recently changed that it's not really a Big Bang theory because of the new satellite that they got in there. But there's different there's they found some things that may question the Big Bang theory. But I want you know like I always thought, man, you got space, you got our galaxy, which is huge. We got our, our universe. And then what's on the other side of the universe? Like, I, it, it, it's always the universe, right? It's like, is it a, in a glass jar? And on the other side, it's still the universe. Mm -hmm. Like, I want I, I, it just, 
the mind blowingness. Did I just make up a word? The mind blowingness of this just it just I just I need I I have this need to understand I'm that. With you, yeah, sure. Yeah. But what would be a question that you'd want answered? You know, it's that's interesting because the last ten years or so, fifteen years, I've become more of a thinker. And so what you're saying, and I was a science guy. My major was biology. I taught science for eleven years, and so I mean I. I love all that stuff. Love it, love it, love it. They're watching a couple of shows right now with some of my boys at home and talking about these things that are unexplained, right? Mm-hmm. But then my mind, I start thinking, and I'm like, you know what? When we get how, whatever it's going to look like after we after we pass away, I'm not. I'm probably not going to have that opportunity, right? Because I'm just like. You're probably not, I'm probably not going to have the opportunity to go, okay, now sit down, son, and ask me any question. You know, and so I know that that's probably not going to happen because it doesn't matter. It, yes. It doesn't matter anymore because that's passed away. Right? And so I go there. I go there and I think like, because for a moment, I think like you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all the science and all this, 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 this. I want to know. And I'm like, Jared, it doesn't matter. Now, if you go back to Matthew 6.33, seek me. Right? He's what matters. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I don't know if I if I even want to ask questions because I just realize it doesn't matter. It, it's just he has allowed me to experience things and he has given us a mind to think about things and, and know him more and want to know him more. And so even if I had the opportunity to ask him, what's one question, Jared? I'd be like, man, I don't know. Like I am I am just excited to to be here, to be in the presence. Right, and so I think when you are so overwhelmed with the presence of God, your questions they don't matter; they just they, they fade away. I could see that. And I'm there with you, uh, but my, my human brain goes. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> why do dogs have tails and they wag? You know, why the do we mo- have big cats and there's no big dogs? You know, funny t- tigers, lions, but there's that's no. pretty funny. I thought really that is. last night at our men at the men's conference. I don't know why that thought popped in my head, but I'm like, why? It's a YouTube video. I keep seeing. Uh, real quick, I found the scripture that uh, kind of spoke to kind of what I'm thinking. It says, now we see things imperfectly, yeah. like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But when I will know, but then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, New Living Translation. Kind of... Fits in that once mm-hmm. we meet, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think personally. I don't. I know God loves me, and He thinks I'm the apple of His eye. But like, I'm not important enough to sit down with Him and have that one-on-one conversation when we get there. So I don't know. That's just. I don't think it'll come down I to think, that. I think you are no, important I, enough. You are. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I, we all are. But uh, what but you're I saying, I just don't think it'll matter. Like you just said, we'll know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just just know. know. Yeah, I think like yeah. like Jared said, as soon when you get there, like if you don't have to have even if you had a list. Right. I'm, like, I'm going to ask, like, these are the <laughs> 10 questions I'm going to ask. As soon as you get there, you're going to be like, doesn't matter. Then I'm here now. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, and I'm not going back. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Shoo>. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so, uh, like I said, we were talking, this, this season we're talking principles that work for uh, believers and non-believers, and today we're hitting on integrity. Um, so... Uh, the noun of integrity or the definition is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. He is known to be a man of integrity. 
so that's the dictionary version of what it means. But what does integrity mean to you? Uh, and what characteristics defined integrity? Yeah, when I think of integrity, I just think of of always doing the right thing, even when no one else is around. Now, um, are we perfect? Lord, no. You know, and so um, I know people hearing this right now, like even my family members will be like, what did he just say? Did he just say like, uh, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Doing, doing the right thing yeah. at all times, even when no one's around. Yeah, that's that's what integrity means. And But it's knowing, dude, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. But my heart, my desire is to, no matter who's around, that I'm going to be the same. And so doing the right thing, being the same person, having the same character, even if I'm with you, even if I'm at work, even if I'm at Kroger, at a restaurant, by myself, being the same character, being consistent. Right, so doing the right thing, I think that's a kind of common uh, definition. There's doing the right thing, even if no one else is around. But those other things, it, it just makes a little bit more sense to me as well. The other things that I just mentioned. So, as I studied integrity, the story of Abraham uh, headed heading to sacrifice Isaac came up, and uh, where does trust, or, or where does trusting God play with integrity? Yeah, I thought about that when you, when you said that, and that was that's a very good story, um, and it really does. When I started thinking about it, and I started praying and asking for wisdom, that that part of integrity right there, Abraham was saying, "I'm trusting you completely, knowing that you have." plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. So, so just knowing that God has a plan, right? So Abraham knew, they even talk about it. Abraham knew God was going to somehow, even if it was to resurrect Isaac or raise him from the dead, he knew God was somehow in charge and he was going to be sovereign in all of this. And so just trusting God, I know there's a reason you're doing this to make me into who you want me to be. And so if you can follow that line of thought there, that's that's also integrity because it's saying, hey, this is not about me. This is not about me trying to be who I want to be. This is me submitting to God and saying, who do you want me to be at all times? Like that's the character. Like I want to have integrity. I want to I want to have I want to be consistent. I want to be who you want me to be at all times. And I think that story there with Abraham Abraham's going, ooh, this, this may hurt, but you're shaping me into the character, actually just to be more like you, made in his image. Mm-hmm. So that was a part of the shaping, and that's integrity, saying that, hey, you know what, I, I'm submitting to your authority. What do you want me to be like? I know that this is a step. It's going to be difficult to do this, to pull this knife out. To, to not take a sacrificial lamb up there with me? How do I explain this to my boy when he starts asking questions? This is going to be awkward. But I know that God is molding me and he's developing my character in this. And so that's what I think of when, when you mention that story is, man, that's a huge test. But it's also a shaping of that character. Because he could have said, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm Abraham. I have my own idea of what my character should be like. I, I'm a righteous man. 
Do you see the I, 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 mm -hmm. right? The selfishness, right? Mm -hmm. And so he could have thought that way. No, 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 no. That doesn't sound right to me. I'm, I'm a very smart guy. You know, that doesn't sound right to me. So I'm not, I am not going to do that. That's not my character. But God is saying, hold on. Do you want to be a man of integrity? Do you want to be truly who, who uh, I want you to be? Well, then you got to go through this. And just like the mighty anvil, like the shaping, mm -hmm. the bing, bing, bing on the metal, yeah. right? I mean, it's the shaping that, that's happening at that moment. What do you think is the, I have a young child. Well, hang on, children. I got a question for you. What does Especially. integrity mean to you? I think the same thing, being constant. Um, I mean, as, so the Bible always teaches us that God is the same in the past, he's the same now, and he's going to be the same in the future. And by learning what the Bible says and doing what the Bible tells us to do and, and treating people with respect and loving one another like as we love ourselves, that is being constant to other people. It is being the same that we were yesterday, today, yeah. and in the future. Um, I mean, if you've ever noticed, like, you'll meet those people that are just level-headed all the time. I don't want to say level-headed. They're, they're, they're very easygoing. All the, Pastor Josh, super chill, super easygoing all the time. And to me, that speaks, maybe this is wrong, this, but to me, that speaks to his integrity. Even mm -hmm. if you come to him and say, hey, the house is burning down. I mean, I don't think he's going to be like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> but I think at the same time, yes, there's going to be a level of concern that he's going to have. But at the same time, he's going to be like, okay, here's what we need to do. X, Y, Z, let's go down the list. And not be that type of person that is, you know, losing their head all of a sudden. Um, and I think the Bible says something along the lines of not being double-minded. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what, yeah, and that's what, that's what I think of, not being that person that is, you know, hey, I'm, I'm amen, amen, amen at church, and then, you know, I'm at the bar getting wasted with buddies, you know, and um, so, I mean, that's what I think of. Man, it, both of y'all bring up some points that made me think. One, the first one, that you, going back to you, what you said is God is who he was, is, and always will be. That's, that shows that consistency yeah, and demonstrates the consistency <laughs> That shows, so consistency, integrity, consistency is a characteristics of, of or integrity. characteristics of yeah. integrity, right? Yeah. So I think he's demonstrating it there. And, you know, going back to Abraham, uh, w when you were talking, it made me think, wow, okay, so he, he's telling everybody that he's a man of God. But then when you said, you know, your integrity proves out when you're alone or with everybody. Yeah. So he went up to the hill and had that integrity is like, okay, I'm telling everybody I'm a man of God. And if I come up here and I don't trust him and what he's got, what, what he wants me to do, yeah. then where's my integrity? Mm -hmm. And that I'm just kind of double-minded. Am I still a man of God if I don't do yeah. this? Yeah. So, wow, that was, it's good. that was some good stuff. Um, yeah. You the had, question I was going to ask is how do you teach children about integrity? I have two young kids. Um, one is three. The other is uh, seven months old. So she has some time, but <laughs> My son is three. How do you, what do you, I mean, in your opinion, what do you, how do you teach kids about integrity? That's, that's really good, brother, because for seven years I've been teaching a leadership class, which is a lot of these character traits. And so I've been teaching it to seventh graders. And so you're looking at 11 and 12-year-olds. Formative you know? years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's the perfect time to have that. So sometimes it goes over their head, the ones who are a little bit more immature, but the majority of them catch it. And if not, the least I'm doing is I'm planting. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so then in the future, I tell him, I said, listen, man, I don't, I don't care if you remember my name, but hopefully something's been planted right here. And then when you come to those crossroads in life, you'll remember, man, I don't know where I learned it, you know, whatever, but I, I feel like I should do this. That's been planted, right? And so I, I don't care if you remember me, but hopefully you learned something in this class. So going back to that, so integrity is one of the things that I, that I attempt to teach them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we do different activities. And of course, I, I show them a bunch of different things, videos, you read articles, we read real life case studies of people showing integrity. Uh, example one. Um, so to answer your question real quick, showing, mm. modeling, doesn't matter the age, you model the behavior. I could tell you all day long, Alan, you must respect me. You must respect me. You, mu- you must respect me. But brother, if I'm not showing you respect, yeah. then you're going to be like, excuse me? Like it's, it's not the same, right? Mm-hmm. And so there, something, there's, a, there's a, a disconnect here. Right. Yeah. And so the short answer to what you ask, how do you teach that to kids, is modeling. And so you then show it all the time. So whether I'm at Kroger, whether I'm at home, whether I'm out at a restaurant, I need to show respect to other people. So then when it comes up, and I do mention something about it. Mm-hmm. I can give them a real life example. Do you, did you remember when daddy did this, this, and this? That's respect. Gotcha. Right? Okay. And so you model the behavior. Like to my students, I call them sir and ma'am. I build relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And so I show them respect from day one. I teach them how to shake hands. Show them, like we're doing eye contact right now. I teach them that. Right? And say, this is very important. First impressions are very important. When you walked into the room earlier, I stood up, shook your hand, gave you a hug, yeah. greeted you. Yes. That's respect, right? I modeled it. And so modeling for these students, modeling for these kids is just very important. And then you can start having a conversation with them and saying, remember this? That's what respect looks like. Or that's what integrity, that's what honesty looks like. Do you see how you did that earlier? And you told the truth even though you got in trouble? That's honesty. That's integrity. You doing the right thing, even though you know you're going to get grounded or your phone was going to get taken away, whatever it was. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, short answer modeling. Yeah, I think it's it's never, yeah, it's never too soon. So, you said you got, you know, you got your young, young, youngins and. Oh, they watch everything. And they watch everything. So, (laughs) modeling that integrity and how you act, even, you know, if it's just them in the car, dude, when, when they're in the back seat, Dude, they're watching you, so it's it's how you, it's it, you, it's never too early to start modeling, and then I think it's in different stages. Like you, you're talking to younger or older kids, and once they've seen the modeling, then once you have the discussion with them, I feel like they that's when they start to understand. Uh, Strikers, uh, let's take a break real quick, pay some bills, and we'll be right back uh, with some more Integris. Is that is that a word? <laughs> Oh, I'll use it. Sure. So it was some more integrity, so we'll be consistent, and we will be back after these messages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. And Strikers, we are back. Um, is there a core scripture, or not a core scripture, a, is there a scripture that speaks to integrity for you? Off the top of my head, no. Not right now. Oh, I gave you such high <laughs> praise earlier. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't thought about that one. Uh, I'll, let you walk, I'll let you think on that one for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, let me think on that one. What do you... Uh, you uh, I think the one that I had mentioned, I don't know, you said it was in Mark, uh, not being double-minded. Not being double-minded? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I had some uh, some references that I went with. And what you do, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world? We kind of opened up with that one. So that was one that reminded me of uh, of integrity. And then uh, as I learn righteous righteousness, oh, as I learn your righteous regulations, I thank you by being as I should. Uh, again, he teaches us, I think, that... Uh, his righteousness and being consistent with who he is and now, back then, and forever. Uh, I think that shows integrity. Yeah, um, there's, there's one in James um, yeah. also that uh, it's very interesting because it talks about the one, it's in James 1, and it talks about how if you doubt, if you're blown and tossed by the wind, like so if you get the mental image of being out on a ship kind of without a rudder, without any direction, you are at the mercy of the sea, the mercy of the wind, whether it blows or whether it doesn't, whether there's a storm or whether there's not. You're at the mercy of whatever is going on. Your environment, you're at the mercy instead of you being in control, right? And so that self-control comes in as well. And so if you're blown back and forth, man, you're like, it's whatever the flavor is of the month. It's like, oh, I'm going over here. And then, oh, next month, oh, you're over here. And so that's talking about it in James. But then it goes on to say that that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. And again, we're not talking about material things. We're just talking about like uh, your, the blessings, the, the, uh, the day-to-day things that the Lord gives us. Like just the joy, the, the, uh, the feeling of mercy that he continues to give us. Like we should not expect. Now, will he give us those things? Probably but we shouldn't expect those things because we, we definitely don't deserve it because we are wavering so much. And so that talks about that consistency. And then it says, such a person is double-minded and unstable. Unstable, right? And man, I'm telling you, brother, I've been exposed to uh, some individuals who I would now call unstable. <laughs> Sorry. Mentally. No, Sorry. no, no, not yeah. today. Not today. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, Oh my Lord. Like you can almost, you can, I can definitely feel it, but you can see it that there is something here. You can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their actions, you can hear it in their words. There's so much stuff up here, there's so much confusion that that's why they're inconsistent. And man, they, they literally are then unstable because of whatever they've allowed things into their life. Or they have uh, not, Matthew 6, 33, they haven't sought him. 
first. And so therefore, because there is no focus, well then, man, you, you catch everything. Mm-hmm. It's, if you're not, what's that old that, uh, saying that says, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall. If you don't for stand everything. for anything, you won't stand for anything. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll fall for, for yeah, everything. You, yeah, you'll there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for yeah. anything. And so there's... We have to focus on things because we are just inundated with so much junk. Oh, and man. the Lord dropped into my into my spirit a couple of years ago. Like I, I heard distraction, distraction. I've heard some other people call it white noise. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, okay. So there's so much confusion and so much distraction around, and we may even think it's good. Oh, this is not hurting us at all. This is, but is it beneficial? Right? Is it helping me to focus on him? Because so, scripture also says everything is permissible for me. That means that we're, do we, we've been given freedom. So everything is allowed, but is it beneficial? It goes on to say that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial for me. So at some point you have to say, mm, you know what? Nope, I'm cutting out the distractions. I'm cutting out the white noise. I'm cutting out the confusion so I can be focused and not unstable, but actually stable. Let me, let me seek him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. There's a video that I saw on uh, Instagram, the little reels and stuff, and it's like a college professor in a class, and he comes up and he has an empty jar, and he puts golf balls in the empty jar, and then he holds it up, and he fills it up, and he holds it up and asks the class, is the jar full? And people say, some people, most people say, yes, the jar's full. So he goes, okay. Then he takes like some gravel and pours the gravel in there. So the gravel starts to fill the cracks and does the same thing, holds it up, is the jar full? Yes, the jar's full. Then he takes sand. And pour sand in it. And now the sand starts to fill in the cracks where the gravel didn't fill in. And he said, now is the jar full? Yes. And then he said, okay, now, the golf balls are important things in your life. Your family, your you know relationships that you have. The gravel is other less important things in your life. Your car, your job, your house. And sand is everything else. So he said, if I had started with the sand, there'd be no room for the golf balls. There'd be no room good. for the gravel. And so, it, you know, he was saying, like, focus on the important things and cut out the sand. Don't start, don't focus on all the sand because there's too much of it. You're going to fill up with sand and you're not going to have room for anything else. Alan, and I, I, I love that video. Yeah, so I saved it. I love that video. It's amazing. Just because I watched it when I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, oh, no, it's not full. And then you keep watching and you hear his monologue afterward. You're like, oh. Like, wow, yeah, that's that's huge. You know, I've heard that called Big Rocks. Okay. Um, and they actually showed us, or video talked about that in teaching years ago mm-hmm. as a teacher. And so they called it Big Rocks. And so then they challenge us, what are your big rocks? Hmm. And so that's that's a great challenge even for us men. Is yes. Just, what are those big rocks in our life? Because they are first, right? If you don't get those in first then it completely messes everything up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, big rocks. Alan dropping the big yeah. rocks uh, <laughs> wisdom today. So, um, you know, I think most people consider themselves honest. You know, if you asked a lot of people, everybody, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honest. And so not, in, not thinking about the big lies that people tell, but the white lies, where does that play in, into integrity? Just little white lies. You're thinking you're helping someone not giving them or not hurting their feelings or trying to hide stuff. But yeah, little white lies. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I, (laughs) that's dangerous. 
that's dangerous. And so those things there, they chip away at your character, at your integrity, at whatever other character trait you're talking about. And so when you say that, I just think of the word danger because you don't, that's so small that you don't even realize it, right? So like erosion, like you, mm. you're a sign, you love science as well. And so you look at this enormous rock. Yeah, the Grand Canyon. There you go. Yeah. 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 Right. And so, you know, according to them, right, <laughs> then it was a slow process. Slow, 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 slow. And if you go every single day and you look, you, you see nothing because it's a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, a little bit there. But brother, you come back a couple of years, you're like, whoa, what happened? So let's just say, you know, you, you and I met 10 years ago and we never saw each other again. Right. And so, but then if something little was happening in our lives day by day by day, when we came back together 10 years later, you would notice like if you just grew your hair out just a little bit every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Ten years down the road, I'm like, whoa, Scott. <laughs> Dude, did you just do that last night? Well, no, Jared, of course. It's been every day. for like, I've been letting it grow out for ten years. But if I was seeing you every day, then I wouldn't really understand because it's just small, right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, white lies are like that. Like So you don't really think it's making a big deal because you're like, it's just... I just lied to the, you know, the police officer about, I really knew I was speeding, but I'm just going to tell him, oh my, uh, I have no idea. I know. <laughs> I didn't even see the sign. There's a sign? Are you kidding? <laughs> you know? Oh, it's okay. But guess who's in the back seat listening? Mm. Right? And so there's those little bitty things. And then they just build and build and build. And so... To me, that's what, what comes to mind when you say little white lies. Dangerous. Oh, because it chips, that's chips, good. chips, chips. If you're carving a statue, chip, chip, chip. If I come every day, I'm like, dude, did you do anything today? Yeah, I've been chipping away all day long. But again, if I come back in three years, you've created a masterpiece. Right. Chip, chip, chip. So now if you talk about character, chip, 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 chip. And then, then now where are you years down the road? Now those little bitty white lies turn into all out, mm. like just straight up. Dude, you just lied to my face, and you didn't even realize it. Yeah, because your character, mm. you're becoming numb. It's eroding your character, day by day by day by day. But every lie, day by day, erosion, erosion, erosion. And I bet I feel like that erosion uh, can actually become larger chips each each time. It gets a little bit easier. It gets a little bit right. easier. It's right now becomes normal. And yeah. It's just like, mm. absolutely. You become numb. You really do. You become yeah. numb to it. So. Yeah. I, I, love, I love the point to where you, uh, who's listening in the back seat. Yeah. Uh, man, those kids are always listening. Always listening. Uh, Alan, you got anything? What's your... Well, I was going to say, I mean, just like the, the who's listening in the back seat. I mean, yeah, with Isaiah, we have to... You know, and it's hard because we'll, 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 we will show him the, conver- the tough conversations that Shannon and I have. 
anytime we we have a you know slight disagreement on something, we don't go and talk about it, close doors and talk about it. No, I mean, we, and not that necessarily that we bring him in and like, hey, sit here and listen to us discuss this. But he's in the room while we're discussing out, you know, a misunderstanding that we had. Um, so he's able to to see that process and see like, okay, dad can dad and mom actually like talk things out, and even though it's tough. Because he can see expressions on our faces. He knows when things aren't, you know, the happy-go-lucky and rainbows everywhere. Um, he can see that. And at the same time, also see that, okay, we came to a resolution. Everything's good. Mom and dad are happy. It's good. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, we also try to teach him about lies. We don't call them lies. We call them stories. Hmm. So anytime, you know, because <laughs> he left a sauce print on the wall. One day. And we're like, who did that? And he's like, I don't know. And we're like, buddy, are you telling stories? And he said, I don't know who did that. And we're like, okay, let, let's see. Is it, no, it's not dad's handprint. And he's like, I did that. And he's like, oh, okay. Thank you for telling. And we thank him. Thank you for telling the truth. You know, we knew it was you, but we wanted to make sure that you knew to be honest about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny the the circumstances you find yourself in. Where you go, oh, this is a teaching moment. Now I can talk to him about this. And he will understand and not try to, you know, create an, 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 uh, create an instance to where now you can tell him about it. Because he's not going to understand it. I don't right. think he will. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, that's good. The, who's listening in the backseat is something I have to remember. So can I add to that, brother? Yeah, yeah. So here's, here's one thing that I've learned just from being a dad. So my oldest is 14. And so being a dad and being a teacher, I say that being a teacher has helped me become a better parent. But then being a parent has also helped me become a better teacher, mm. right? So they really do go hand in hand. Like in the classroom, my parent also, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. And then in my home, I hopefully I try to teach, right? All right, and so they really do go hand in hand. But I tell people about integrity and about honesty. And man, do I mess up? Absolutely, I've messed up huge in my life, uh, big, big time. But it's one of those things that you have to watch what comes out of your mouth. You have to have a filter, and you have to watch your actions. And some people are like, man, you're, you're stuck up, man. Or, you know, why don't you just loosen up a little bit? You don't understand. Like, I ha- it's, your character is everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. It really is everything. Perception, yeah. Everything else, you can make as much money as you want to or as little. You can have a bunch of junk or nothing. But what is your reputation? What is your character? And so, again, being a teacher or being someone in ministry or being someone that just other people would recognize. Like, I can go into where I teach and I go to a restaurant. People are like, hey, Mr. Bryant, you know, whatever. And people are like, oh, my gosh. Jared, you know, do do you have students everywhere? I do. I've been teaching almost 20 years. So, yeah, okay. And so my point is, is that I have to, and some people say, well, you're you're not really being honest but it's like, no, this, I want to be consistent. Like, it's not being on. Like, hey, I got to be on because somebody may be watching. Mm, that's good. Brother, don't be on. Just mm-hmm. be yourself. Right. And if you're yourself all the time, you don't have to worry about whether you're on or off. Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, when it comes be to yourself. being on, you know, it's, it's exhausting it on is. being on. But yeah. if, you're, if your personality is always on or you're consistent with who you are then that that you're not exhausted because it's just second nature or it's it's who you you. are you're not lying you're not putting on an avatar when you're not trying to be on yeah 
Because, like you said, you hear about, like, you know, stars, Keanu Reeves, Bill Murray, and how they're just, like, nice, genuinely nice people. Mm. I mean, I don't really know this from myself, but just stories you hear. Hanging out with uh, Bill all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, me and Bill, we go way back. No, but, like, you hear those stories like that, and you're like, wow, that's actually, like, I mean, even though he's got the money to do whatever, Mm -hmm. he's never going to go anywhere and nobody's going to go, hey, you're, yeah, you still have to pay for this. They're going to go, yeah, no, no, it's on the house. Don't even worry about it. And I think that like having that sort of integrity to work, I guess I'm calling it integrity, having that 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 presence that goes before you. Mm-hmm. It's good. So that when you, like you said when, earlier, when you walk in the room, people go, "Oh, that's 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 Mr. Bryant." Hey, Mr. Bryant, and then they already call you out, and then you, right. like, yeah, just to have that that. When you walk in a room and people already know who you are because of who you are right. and because That's of, good. you know, what you've done and, you know, hey, that, that guy's awesome because he taught me this thing and he taught me this thing. And not and when they say, like, he taught me, it's like, well, because he does it too. It's not just because, oh, he taught me these things, but, mm-hmm. you know. And so now flip it. If I then go into Kroger and I've been teaching these kids all year about leadership and I walk into Kroger and I'm rude to the cashier. Or I'm rude to the person at Starbucks. I'm like, are you kidding me? You, you, don't, you can't make my coffee? Man, my gosh, what are you new here? What are you, ignorant? <laughs> and I just start berating people. Or even just, like you said, your presence. If I'm just angry. And one of my students just, of course, is going to see me in that moment. <laughs> right? right? Uh-huh. It, all the time, it's going to happen. Now, again, side note, we're human. Yeah. So you got to realize, hey, man, we're human. We're going to screw up, dude. Uh, maybe I had a horrible day. But you try to be consistent even when, you know, again, peace in the middle of the storm. Right? You try to be consistent. Are you going to fail? Absolutely, because I'm not perfect. You know, but, again, there's that student who's on all four who's watching you and you don't even know. And then like, he's telling me one thing, but he's uh, not uh-huh. doing it. Yeah. I thought, hey, uh, Mr. Brian, I thought you said we're supposed to respect all people and like, you know, compliment people and be nice to people when you see him. I saw you at Kroger the other day. And now you have egg on your face. Why are you, like, oh, mm-hmm. sorry about that. Egg, ketchup. And what are you going to say? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Consistency. That's Consistency. integrity. Right, And again, we have to understand, this is where people go wrong. We have to understand, though, dude, you're going to mess up. But what do you do next? Mm-hmm. At that moment, let's just say that I do fall. Okay, I'm in Kroger, aisle four, whatever, having a bad day. My kid's running amok. I don't know, whatever. I'm angry. Who knows what happened? And I blow up, yell at my kid, what are you doing? You know, whatever. And, and one of my students then brings it up Monday morning. What do I do? So that's your character as well. So then you say, you know what? You're right. Man, I, I, I acted wrong. I acted inappropriately. I shouldn't have done that. What actually was happening, there's no excuse, but what was happening was this, this, and this. And I blew up, and I was just having a really bad day. You just happened to catch me at a bad moment. You're right. I should not have done that. If we're honest, at that moment, now that student, mm-hmm. we're still okay. Yeah. And then they know, okay, well, you're not Superman. Kids too. Kids too. Absolutely. I do that with Isaiah. Anytime I yes. have, like, listen, buddy, yeah. dad's a little frustrated right now. I've got these things going on. It's good. And that's why I'm frustrated. It's good. So I don't mean to take it out on you. I'm sorry. I it's shouldn't good. have done that. 
Shannon's taught me that. <laughs> I'll be honest. Shannon was the one that like, because I would see her do that with, with our kids and I'm like, oh, I need to do that too. To let them know that it's dad good. messes up. Dad doesn't always get it right. It's called growth. You know, yeah. one, of, one of my favorite things about the integrity that I have is the consistency of me being perfect so I don't have to worry about this. Yes. <laughs> so it's just, Congratulations. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to model it for everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. You know, if, if there's something in life that you're trying, you're working towards and it's, it's, uh, taking a lot out of you because you want to achieve this, and it might be a long-term goal, but uh, you're still working towards it every day. And an opportunity to take a shortcut or to um, step out of that line of what it takes to get there, and it 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 questions your integrity. What are some tools that help bring that back, or is it okay to to do something if in the long term? is overall good for everything, but there's a little bit of, man, I got to take this shortcut to get there. How, how, do, how does that play out? And what are some tools to get through that moment? Yeah. In my opinion, um, everything is a lesson. Life is a lesson, right? And so here is a lesson. Everything we should be learning. We should be lifelong learners. And so if you view it as that, then you're like, man, why? Why does this thing got to be so hard? Hmm. There's a lesson. I was helping build a playground uh, this summer. Dude, it was hot, bro. <laughs> it yeah. Was yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. You know, playground at our church. Brother, it was hot. And so people kept going, why aren't y'all done yet? Why aren't y'all done yet? And, I, and brother, I think it took like, I don't know, six or seven weeks. You know, weekends, you know, like Saturdays. And, uh, you know, why aren't you done yet? And so I'm sure there could have been some things to cut corners to get it up faster, whatever. But do you want it done right? Right. Mm-hmm. What's the end result? The end result is you want a safe place for kids to be running around and not ever have to worry about it falling on them, breaking on them, whatever, because you know that you went through step by step by step and you put the right bolts with the right pieces of wood, tightened it down completely, you got the thing level. After you know hours of messing with it, you have it anchored into the ground. Now you can step back. And I know it was a long process, but now look at the end result. And so I think we have to view everything as this is, this is a learning opportunity. Why would I want to cheat, use a cheat sheet for the test? All, the end result is I'm not learning anything. Am I just trying to get a grade or am I really trying to learn something that's going to benefit me in life? So am I just getting, am, am I just trying to have uh, Scott like me and Alan like me or they can call me, you know, friend or, Hey, he's such a good guy. And so I'm just going to put on an avatar. I'm going to put on a front or do I want to be genuine and, and honest about my faults and things that I struggle with because I want to build a lasting relationship here. Or am I just doing it for a podcast so they go, oh, look, that Jared, he's such a nice guy. Who cares? Dude, you're trying to build character here. That's how I view it. And so if you view every situation as a learning opportunity, you're just like Abraham. That was a, every step up that mountain, I bet was tough. Are you kidding me? You're climbing up rocks knowing that that knife on your side is about to go into your son? Every step, but he had to go, 
mm, I trust you. And there's a lesson here with every single step up this mountain. My faith is increasing. In that situation, so we're part of this, uh, this series is talking about how um, you know, integrity works for believers as it works for non-believers. In that situation, if, if you're believing, you know, as a Christian, we're believing that God's got a lesson for us. How does that play out in a non-believer's life? I think it's the same, man. I just think there's lessons. I mean, you can you can take God out of the equation. Obviously, we know you can't take God out of the equation, right? right? But people can think they do, and you can have an honest conversation with them. You know, let's just say, um, hey, Jared, man, I lost my job. You know, unbeliever talking to me or whatever. Hey, man, I lost my job. You know, my wife's pretty frustrated. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, hold on. Let's let's stop. What's going on? Was there anything that happened at your job? Was there something you could have done differently? You know, so really just getting them to think. Because as we know from ELC, I learned this to the Warriors, that you've got to look here first, right? Instead of pointing your, your fingers at other people. So you've got to look at yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one I, finger pointing at uh-huh. <laughs> When you point so, that one finger that, through, you're pointing back that's at That's right. Yep. And so we have to start with us. And so I think you can have that conversation with anybody and say, hey, man, yeah. And because, again, I'm in a public school setting. I don't bring God into the equation, even though I bring God into the equation. Right. Mm-hmm. My mouth doesn't bring God into the equation. My actions, my thoughts bring God into the equation. Who he has made me to be brings him into the equation. I don't have to speak it. People just know. You can feel it. And so you can be having a conversation with an unbeliever, and you don't have to say, well, I think God has a, a plan for you, buddy. That's okay. I love this voice. <laughs> Sorry, I have many, many different... No, you know? And so it's like, because you're going to shut it down right there. They can be like, shut up. Dude, I'm, I just lost my job. What are you talking about here? Have that honest conversation and go, man, was there anything... What did you learn through this process? Hmm. How are you treating your coworkers? Do you, were you showing up? Were you doing everything that you possibly could do? Man, I don't, I'm probably not. Okay. There's growth right there. There's a lesson in every single thing. So see, you don't have to say God and bring God into it, but God is working. Yeah. Through all things, Romans 8, 28. In all things, God is working together for good. And so, again, you don't have to spit that out to him, but... That's exactly what's going on. Man, God is at work in this situation. You know, just like your injury, you know, in your surgery. Man, God is at work in that. Where he was going, slow down. Mm-hmm. Or I want you to be, be with me here for a little while. I want you to just rest because you're not resting. Or I want you to think about some things. And so, you know, someone lost their job. Hey, man, you know you have unemployment for a little bit. Maybe take, these, take some two weeks off. Spend some time with your family. Reassess the situation. Maybe that's not what you were actually wanting to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe you want to pursue another direction. So I think, it, I think it's pretty easy to have that conversation. If you just view it as there's always something to learn. Always something to learn in every single situation. But are you willing to learn it? Mm, sometimes a little hard-headed. <laughs> that's, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes we are. And I think sometimes we get in our own way. I, I mean, you know, there's been... I know there's been a time I've lost a job, and I thought, like, oh, well, you know, that job was nothing I did wrong. And then, you know, you actually got to sit down and think about it, and you're like, well, probably shouldn't have done that. Could have shown up on time. 
you know, and uh, like you said, treat people with respect. Because I mean, that's to me, that's the first thing you can do to lose a job if you don't treat people. With, mm. Well, if you don't treat the job with respect, sure. when you, you know, show up on time, do what you're supposed to do. Because if you start to cut corners, then you know that it, it's noticed when you start to cut corners. Yeah. We do this thing in IT where we have like the, this cost triangle, and it's either done quickly, low cost, or high quality. You can only choose two. Mm. So you can't have either, all three. Uh, you can't. True. And people it's want good. to have all three. It's a good word. They want it to be cheap. But they want it to be high quality. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna. If it's high quality, it's gonna be expensive and it's gonna take time. It's funny. It's not gonna be fast. Yeah, my uh, like my my mentor with uh, pr- the production company, uh, Doug. He he mentions, hey, when I talk to my client, I tell him those three things. Mm-hmm. It can be cheap. It can be high quality. Or what was the third one? Quick. 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 Yeah. And, fast. And yeah. So if if you want it fast, it's gonna it's gonna require me. Uh, charging a little bit more it's because be I had to put this. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Um, but yeah, uh, I find that that triangles. It's right on. It's a good word. I like that. It's 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 good for a lot of things in life if you actually really if you really think about it. So uh, we're going to start wrapping it up here. Um, one of the things that I've heard lately is, or a question that I've heard lately is, are people generally good or are they mm. bad? But then I want to throw it in there. Do you think that they, <laughs> that word integris, well, I don't know why, is that a car or something? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. I like, yeah. maybe get a shirt that says that. <laughs> integris. integris. Um, do you think that people are generally honest in the world or do you think that um, nowadays we're, that's kind of wearing down? Is it just my thought that, you know, people aren't as honest as they used to be? Uh, it is, you know, we're depending on other things. I don't know. If you understand the question I'm trying to frame, uh, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Well, brother, if you remove, if you remove truth, well, then if there is no truth, then how am I being dishonest? Mm-hmm. So how am I lying if this is true to me? So you're telling me that I'm lying. You're telling me I'm a dishonest person. You're telling me I have no integrity. But if there is no truth, then there is no lying. There is no dishonesty. And so that's what's happened, I believe, at least in my opinion. Society has removed the truth. Right. Right. The way, the life, right? So they removed him from things. And so when you remove absolute truth, when you remove that there is an objective up here that covers all things him the truth when you remove that now you're in what's called relativism now it's all relative so now you're going excuse you what do you mean i'm lying this is true to me so to me i'm telling the truth but if you don't believe it and and this is where this uh uh, sympathy and mercy culture kind of comes into where they say but that's okay because it's me and so if you don't see it my way, that's fine. But brother, don't judge me. Don't you dare judge me because this is true to me. So I'm being true to myself. Selfish, right? Mm. You go ahead. You be true to yourself. If you want to believe there's a God, if you want to believe there's some absolute truth out there, you do it. And see, that's where the mercy comes in because mm. they're like, we have to respect all people. And everybody has their own opinions and their own ideas. So you can't judge anybody. And so you must respect that Scott believes different than you. And so we call that equity or whatever you want to call it, diversity, whatever you want to call it. 
But really what we're saying is it's all watered down. We're like in James. We're double-minded. There's confusion. Hmm. And so how can I be dishonest if there is no truth? Oh, man. Uh, we're going to go into another hour of this. Uh, oh, that, that was... Oh, man. Wow. I was, was going to say, because like the, there's a movie, Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn. And there's a, a, a point where they're, they're out swimming as couples in this water and there's a shark. And then later on, he's telling the story about he got bit by a shark in the, the therapy session that he has with his wife. And the therapist starts to ask him some questions and he goes, well, I know my truth. Wow. I know my truth. And I think that's what you always hear. Well, I know my truth. Mm. I know my, this is my story, not yours. And so it becomes, again, like you said earlier, me, 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 I, I, I. Yeah. And it's not focused on... I've been going through a little process lately, or not a process I haven't been going through. It's just a a thought that I've had and trying to explain why I believe in the truth, right? Sure. And I, I, I think that there's a correlation between where we are and where we're going in the society and the separation from the truth. And like yeah. you're saying, if, if, if it's my truth, then I'm not lying. And I think that when we start thinking about, you know, everybody's got to have their own pronouns and stuff like that. I feel like when it starts to be individual and we are made for relationship and, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, that that's, where, that's where it's all falling apart. Yeah. And I think that uh, as Christians, I think that, uh, you know, we don't lead the best example because we are hypocrites and the other mm. side doesn't see us as as humans as, as well that we can fail they just see us as like oh yeah there you go again that's not what you're supposed to be doing yeah. but i think that as christians we need to be walking a better line and trying to be more integrous i'm using that word again i'm going to look it up here in a little bit <laughs> uh and i think that that's i think that that's why like i see a snowball right and the way that we're going i see that snowball getting bigger and bigger and I think that the only way to melt that snowball is to be consistent in who we are and have the integrity of being consistent in our mm-hmm. walk. And, it sh- and that fruit that comes off that will melt that snowball. But mm-hmm. until we as believers start doing that and being having that integrity and not having the hypocrisy that we have, I think that uh, that snowball is just going to keep getting bigger. Alan, who do we got next week? Next or- week... Well, we that's still kind of up in the air, isn't it? It is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to talk to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, so next week is uh, we're going to do a, a grab back. We'll see who we can grab. Sure. <laughs> Hopefully we give them enough time. Um, and then you, the way that we finish up our the podcast is we have our guests pray us out. So, Or, uh, I'm sorry, let's slow down. If people want to email us or... Oh, yeah. yes. If people want to email us, they can uh, contact us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. They can also find us on Instagram at Mighty Anvil Podcast and our Facebook group, The Mighty Anvil. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if uh, you would give us the honor of uh, honoring us with a, a, pr- a prayer out, man, I'm I'm so out of practice. My tongue is my tongue is tied. Yeah, absolutely. Father, thank you so much for just this time. Lord, I thank you for your mercy that you give us every day. Lord, I thank you for the lessons that you allow us to go through. And Lord, I ask that you will just give us clarity to see that there is something there that we're supposed to be learning. And I ask just for the, uh, the ability to accept that lesson and then to apply it to our lives because you are allowing us to go through things and you guide us into things in order to make us 
better in order to make us more like you and all and also just to make us exactly who you created us to be so father i ask that you will just allow us to see those things so i ask for clarity and then wisdom and lord specifically right now we're talking about integrity lord that you will just place it on our hearts here continue to place it on our hearts and then everyone that's listening as well father that you will just stir within them the ability to be consistent to have that integrity to do the right thing at all times and to not be double-minded and to not waver or tossed back and forth but father just to focus on you like you tell us in matthew just to seek you first and lord i believe that through that if we just laser light focus on you then you do you take care of everything else and you create us whoever whoever or however you want us to be and you give us that character a character that is just like you in your image so father thank you so much for this time for these men and lord i thank you for everybody that is listening and lord please just let these words penetrate their heart because they're not our words lord they're just yours and so i ask that the holy spirit just move within everybody who's hearing this and that they will then want to become whoever it is that they're supposed to be thank you for loving us thank you for your patience with us Thank you for constantly building our character and making us better. Lord, thank you for loving us. And let us just have an incredible rest of the day. And Father, just for the other men that are out here, Father, I ask that you will just allow them to be the man that they're supposed to be, the husband they're supposed to be, and the daddy that they're supposed to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Strikers, Till next week, see you later.